This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. We'll bring you all our bets for the Bills and the Buccaneers 40 minutes from now. Side total and props as week eight in the NFL kicks off. We still have to finish bets of steel, all our hockey bets for tonight, and give you side total and prop bets for the Bucks and the Sixers and the Lakers and the Suns Thursday night's action in the association. But joining us right now, love having it in this time slot to start the power. It makes it feel huge. We absolutely love it. Is our good friend Evan Silva from Establish the Run. You got to check out EstablishTheRun.com. I subscribe there. And like their NBA coverage is picking up now. Our guy Mike Gallagher will be coming back on the show in short order. Love having Mike Gallagher on talking NBA. So not just the NFL coverage, but the NBA coverage on ETR is outstanding. And Evan, the co-host of the ETR NFL podcast, along with Adam Levitan. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy Week 8. Hey, it's good to be good to be back with you guys. Evan, why don't we start with the, the Thursday night game, the game that's going to kick off here in a little more than two hours, where the Bills are now out to really 10-point favorites almost everywhere uh, with a total of 43. doesn't have to be a bet on the side or the total. I know you're generally a prop guy. Nick told me ahead of time you might have some strong prop thoughts on this game. So anything for Thursday night football? Yeah, a bunch of stuff, actually. Um, and I, I took the over on this game when it was at 42 early in the week. And it has risen up. The last I checked, it was at 43 and a half. And I think I would still take the over because um, the Bills' defense is just severely depleted. I mean, you know, they've been missing both defensive tackles. Since the end of last season, they've lost both of their inside linebackers, uh, Tremaine Edmonds and and, uh, Matt Milano, who's like maybe the best player on their defense. He's out for the year. They've lost their best cornerback, Tredavious White. And they're running out a bunch of backups. And so I think that the Bucks can, to an extent, hold up their end of the bargain, uh, just playing against this depleted Bills defense. And I think that this is a game where the Bills 
really go ham offensively. Uh, I, I think that we see them come out running Josh Allen. They, they've been trying to scale back Josh Allen's running oh, like uh, since the beginning of the season. He's averaged like four uh, uh, rushing attempts per game. And over the previous four years, he had averaged over seven rushing attempts per game. They're trying to preserve him. I think at this point, you know, especially with their tendency to start so slow in games, they're going to come. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Allen runs three times for – 40 yards on the opening drive. Like, I think they're going to be really aggressive with that. And, uh, you know, and this, this is a, a game, like a home game on a short week where the Bills are hearing the critics. And I, I think they're going to really pull up and score like 30 on the Buccaneers. And the Buccaneers can score, you know, 17. And we, and we clear this over pretty, pretty cleanly. All right, so Evan on the over tonight with Buffalo and Tampa. Evan has a first touchdown scorer that I can ask about in a second here. But uh, I know you have two prop thoughts, Evan, because you texted them to me for tonight. And I, the Josh Allen one, 21 and a half is his rushing yards prop. I like that. We'll talk about that towards the end of the show when Ken and I give our bets. But I know you had thoughts on a pair of Buffalo Bills skill position players. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, uh, obviously Quentin Morris and Daw- Dawson Knox both out. And then Latavius Murray. Any bets here for us on Kincaid and Murray here in the Bills offense? Well, the last that I checked, the – uh, receiving yardage prop on DraftKings for Dalton Kincaid was 38 and a half. And he's going to play like, I think 80 plus percent of the snaps tonight. And when he has gotten a lot of playing time, and because, because Dawson Knox obviously is uh, uh, headed for uh, injured reserve. When Dalton Kincaid has gotten that kind of playing time, he's, you know, he, he's registered. So I think that that's an easy over for Dalton Kincaid. The sleeper that I had for tonight, and gosh, man, I I bet it when it was at uh, thirty to one, first and last touchdown scorer, and that was Khalil Shakir, and that was based on the expectation that without Quentin Morris, the Bills' number three tight end, who's actually kind of good, and without their number one theoretically number number one tight end, Dawson Knox. That they are going that the Bills are going to go heavy on three receiver, eleven personnel, and their uh, their number one slot receiver is Khalil Shakir, and so his playing time would get like a really big hike. But then I looked at it; it's like now it's down to nineteen to one, um, first and, and last touchdown score. I, I I mean I'd still take a, a, a you know throw a sprinkle at it, but I loved it when it was at like thirty to one. So I don't know, you know. You got to make your own decisions. I uh, I got a note from uh, one of the friends of the show. I can say who it is, right? It does. He's not going to be upset if I say it, Ken. Yeah, you don't think? Matter. Yeah, so our pal Adam Chernoff, who joined us earlier, who I texted with about like props and stuff, he texted me, Evan, during the break that Shakir, like over, like Shakir is getting slammed right now in the prop market. His receiving yards got slammed over, and apparently, I'm guessing people are betting the touchdowns also. So, look, doesn't mean it can't hit, just like you, you got a better price and a great job by you identifying that before, apparently, like a lot of other people did. So, good job there with Khalil Shakir. Uh, Ken, take it away. Yeah, Evan, let's move to some of the Sunday games, bets that you like. Uh, This Houston-Carolina game we've talked about a lot this week. Seems like a lot of people on the Panthers that we have on the show. Matchup of the number one and number two picks, obviously. Uh, Houston, three and a half on the road against Carolina. Uh, Side total or props, what do you like here? Well, I think that C.J. Stroud is going to really pull up on Carolina, and it's not the narrative stuff, although I think that that may have, you know, a little bit of an impact on that because obviously the Panthers – 
drafted Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud, but the Panthers' defense is extremely depleted. No Shaq Thompson, no J.C. Horn. Both of their safety, both their starting safeties have been have been banged up. Uh, Brian Burns is on the trade uh, market right now, and C.J. Stroud has been playing at an extremely high level. The Texans are coming off their bye. They had so many offensive line problems early in the season. We're able to overcome them still. Now the offensive line is going to be healthier. They're getting back Tank Dell. Nico Collins is number six in the NFL in yards per route run. Um, I, I think this is actually an awesome spot for C.J. Stroud to have a really big game. I would, I, you know, I, I think he's worth playing in, in daily fantasy, and I think that the Texans. I, I, I'm taking the, the over on their team total, which last I checked was 23 and a half. I want to say. Um, and, and I, I know that uh, Nick is, is on the total for the, for the game overall, but I, I really like the, the over on the Texans team total in this one. So, Evan, with the Texans team total, I, I like Bryce Young's matchup a little bit here with the new play caller, so I'm, I'm going to play the full game over. We'll, we'll see how it goes on Sunday. Uh, you better you better here with Nick and Ken on a tremendous football Thursday, talking week eight in the NFL with our friend Evan Silva from Establish the Run on Twitter at Evan Silva. Evan, we're still like kind of waiting to find out for sure like who the Niners quarterback is going to be, whether it's definitely going to be Darnold, maybe like Purdy clears protocol like we'll see. But in any event, like right now, the Niners about a three and a half point home favorite against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Bengals coming off their bye. Any thought here with Cincinnati and San Francisco in the Bay Area? Yeah, I'm taking, you know, and I, I usually try to stay away from sides, but if there's one that I really like, then I'm willing to go after it. And I, I kind of really like this one, the Bengals plus three and a half at San Francisco, the Bengals, the healthiest that they've been all year. I mean, T Higgins is healthy. They're getting back Orlando Brown. We saw Joe Burrow play good football before the bye, And then he had the bye to, uh, you know, to uh, further heal that cast um, defensively they're they're They should be fresh. And then, you know, we have the, the uncertainty at quarterback for San Francisco we have um, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, still playing well, but, you know, not at 100%. And uh, Trent Williams, uh, questionable. And the, the, uh, the rest of the, uh, the 49ers offensive line is not very good. So I think plus three and a half for Cincinnati makes a lot of sense here. Sam Darnold, I think, you know, he, he has like legit NFL starter skills, but any time that anything starts to go negative in his, you know, against him, he has a tendency to go down with it. And I think that that's a possibility to happen here, especially with all the missing parts throughout the rest of uh, San Francisco's personnel. Evan, to, to close here, what's a, a prop that you like in this Jets-Giants game on Sunday? So the go-to guy for Zach Wilson throughout his career has been Garrett Wilson. But that has been especially pronounced whenever – uh, Zach Wilson is under a ton of pressure. And the, the Giants, under Wink Martindale, they blitz at the third highest rate in the NFL. So I think, and, and you know, no Elijah Verrat Tucker. looks like Joe, uh, Joe Tipman, the Jets' right guard, is going to be out. The Jets have had, you know, Dwayne Brown is not ready to come off IR. The Jets have a lot of issues with protection, and I think that Wink Martindale is going to try to exploit that, and that will actually benefit Garrett Wilson because that is Zach Wilson's go-to guy whenever he's under pressure. So I actually really like Garrett Wilson overs and also him 
uh, Garrett Wilson as a DFS tournament play this week who no one's really, really going to look at. Yeah, because because obviously with the Jets and the Giants, obviously with uh, with Zach Wilson throwing the ball, 60 and a half the number right now for Garrett Wilson and our show sponsor, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Evan, uh, we love having you on the show. We sincerely appreciate it. I, I'm definitely betting Khalil Shakir tonight. Love your thoughts on the game coming up tonight. Wishing you the best of luck tonight. Best of luck coming up this weekend. Stay well. Good luck with all of it. And we'll catch up with you real soon here on You Better You Bet. Thanks, guys. Our pal Evan Silva joining us here on the show. It's time for Nick and Ken's Hockey Bets. Drop the puck. It's Bets of Steel. <laughs> I love how it's just play it, no problem. It's like eight seconds long. All right. We continue on with our hockey bets for tonight. We left off with the uh, with our Flyers, right, uh, and the Minnesota Wild. Ken, what about Toronto and Dallas? The Stars have yet to lose a game in regulation this year. Yeah, I think this is really interesting because you're you're getting Dallas off of like the a really really phenomenal Jake Ottinger game where they beat up Pittsburgh pretty badly, but Ottinger's not starting tonight. Scott Wedgwood is, uh, and I think this is actually an opportunity to play the Maple Leafs at a really really low price. Uh, seem to get back on track with their win over the Caps. They have played an easy schedule, so you're a little worried about that, but just seems like a really really good time to take a shot against Dallas, who's like been impossibly good so far, and their backup goalie. So Maple Leafs like you know 110, 105, whatever you can find. I can't believe the line isn't weighted more towards Toronto, honestly. With all in all, it's just uh, another start for Joe Wall. Give me Toronto here. Maple Leafs on the money line against Dallas. Uh, Blues in the Flames, Ken, in Calgary. I So the, I, I know this is like a, a lot of juice to lay in this game. Uh, this I... I love Calgary in this game. <laughs> like I, I like puck line team total over. Uh, I think this is a really, really, really good spot to play them as a bounce back candidate. Backup goalie projected for St. Louis. Calgary's offense has scored one, two, and one goals the last three games. Now they get a home game, kind of like for a get right situation. These have been working really well when we've been giving them out on the show. So Calgary puck line and team total over. I kind of I wanted to wait a little bit to go through some of the scoring for like anytime goal scorers and stuff, but just like things with Calgary. That's what I would be interested in tonight. Uh, I, I was going to play the under here if we were going to get Jordan Bennington, and now it's, uh, what's this guy's name? Joel Hoffer? Yeah, H-O-F-E-R, it's, it's, the guy, which I, it's the guy the Coyotes beat the other day when we bet the Coyotes in that yeah. game. Yeah. I always see that, and I always think, like, Hall of Famer, because that's how when I write Hall of Famer, like H-O-F-E-R. Oh, okay, what happens anyway? Uh, yeah, he's not I'll, that. I'll back you yeah. up on, I'll back you up on, and also, like, Calgary lost to the Rangers the other night. The team is, like, steaming with their performance. Then you get a great Flames effort. I wouldn't have made this bet with Bennington, but with Hall of Famer, I will. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll join you here with the Flames on the puck line, and let's close. Uh, I'll give my bet for this game, Rangers and the Oilers. Kind of like the under a little bit here. Do we have, like, a, okay, no, not confirmed about Shesterkin and Campbell. Uh, I'll play the Rangers, who are starting to roll a little bit here, and Edmonton stinks. I feel like you might be on Edmonton here, but I'll play the Rangers minus one. 35 on the road i am on edmonton here but i don't yeah, even I like it very much i don't even like it a lot i i kind of like fading the rangers after how good they've been for a week but i don't know i don't i i just have a couple bucks on edmonton here i don't even have anything that smart to say it just seems like a good situation to play on them they've been so bad but maybe like honestly we talked about this before maybe they have to fire the coach like maybe they say some kind of catalyst they start playing better maybe they haven't had it yet so we will go mano e mano on the final game of the night and bets to steal me on my Rangers, Ken on his Oilers. Coming up next, we'll finish P-squared, B-squared, NFL Awards, Comeback Player of the Year, and give you our bets for tonight in the NBA. 
We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Bring it up, Jake. edition of the show we'll bring you all our bets for the bills and the buccaneers 40 minutes from now side total and props as week eight in the nfl kicks off we still have to finish bets of steel all our hockey bets for tonight and give you side total and prop bets for the bucks and the sixers and the lakers and the suns thursday night's action in the association but joining us right now love having it in this time slot to start the power makes it feel huge we absolutely love it is our good friend evan silva from establish the run you got to check out establish the run.com i subscribe there and like their nba coverage is picking up now our guy Mike Gallagher will be coming back on the show in short order love having Mike Gallagher on talking NBA so not just the NFL coverage but the NBA coverage on ETR is outstanding and Evan the co-host of the ETR NFL podcast along with Adam Levitan my friend welcome back to the show it's Nick and Ken happy week eight hey it's good to be good to be back with you guys Evan, why don't we start with the the Thursday night game, the game that's going to kick off here in a little more than two hours, where the Bills are now out to really 10-point favorites almost everywhere uh, with a total of 43. doesn't have to be a bet on the side or the total. I know you're generally a prop guy. Nick told me ahead of time you might have some strong prop thoughts on this game. So anything for Thursday night football? Yeah, a bunch of stuff, actually. Um, And I, I took the over on this game when it was at 42 early in the week. And it has risen up. The last I checked, it was at 43 and a half. And I think I would still take the over because um, the Bills' defense is just severely depleted. I mean, you know, they've been missing both defensive tackles. Since the end of last season, they've lost both of their inside linebackers, uh, Tremaine Edmonds and and, uh, Matt Milano, who's like maybe the best player on their defense. He's out for the year. They've lost their best cornerback, Tredavious White. And they're running out a bunch of backups. And so I think that the Bucks can, to an extent, hold up their end of the bargain, uh, just playing against this depleted Bills defense. And I think that this is a game where the Bills really go ham offensively. Uh, I, I think that we see them come out running Josh Allen. They, they've been trying to scale back Josh Allen's running oh, like uh, since the beginning of the season. He's averaged like four uh, uh, rushing attempts per game. And over the previous four years, he had averaged over seven rushing attempts per game. They're trying to preserve him. I think at this point, you know, especially with their tendency to start so slow in games, they're going to come. Like, I I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Allen runs three times for 40 yards on the opening drive. Like, I think they're going to be really aggressive with that. 
And, uh, you know, and this, this is a, a game, like a home game on a short week where the Bills are hearing the critics. And I, I think they're going to really pull up and score like 30 on the Buccaneers. And the Buccaneers can score, you know, 17. And we, and we clear this over pretty, pretty cleanly. All right, so Evan on the over tonight with Buffalo and Tampa. Evan has a first touchdown scorer that uh, Ken ask about it in a second tier. But uh, I know you have two prop thoughts, Evan, because you texted them to me for tonight. And I, the Josh Allen one, 21 and a half is his rushing yards prop. I like that. We'll talk about that towards the end of the show when Ken and I give our bets. But I know you had thoughts on a pair of Buffalo Bills skill position players. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, obviously with Quentin Morris and Dawson Knox both out. And then Latavius Murray. Any bets here for us on Kincaid and Murray here in the Bills offense? Well, the last that I checked, the – uh, receiving yardage prop on DraftKings for Dalton Kincaid was 38 and a half. And he's going to play like, I think 80 plus percent of the snaps tonight. And when he has gotten a lot of playing time, and because, because Dawson Knox obviously is uh, uh, headed for uh, injured reserve. When Dalton Kincaid has gotten that kind of playing time, he's, you know, he, he's registered. So I think that that's an easy over for Dalton Kincaid. The sleeper that I had for tonight, and gosh, man, I I bet it when it was at uh, thirty to one, first and last touchdown scorer, and that was Khalil Shakir, and that was based on the expectation that without Quentin Morris, the Bills' number three tight end, who's actually kind of good, and without their number one theoretically number number one tight end, Dawson Knox that they are going to that the bills are going to go heavy on three receiver 11 personnel and their uh, their number one slot receiver is Khalil, Khalil Shakir and so his playing time would get like a really big hike but then i looked at it it's like now it's down to 19 to 1 um first and, and last touchdown score i i i mean i still take a, a, a you know throw a sprinkle at it but i loved it when it was at like 30 to 1 so i don't know you know you got to make your own decisions. I uh, I got a note from uh, one of the friends of the show. I can say who it is, right? It does. He's not going to be upset if I say it, Ken. You yeah, don't think? Nah, yeah, so our pal Adam Chernoff, who joined us earlier, who I texted with about like props and stuff, he texted me Evan during the break that Shakir like over like Shakir is getting slammed right now in the prop market. His receiving yards got slammed over, and apparently, I'm guessing people are betting the touchdowns also. So look, doesn't mean it can't hit. Just like you, you got a better price and a great job by you identifying that before. Apparently, like a lot of other people did. So good job there with Khalil Shakir. Uh, Ken, take it away. Yeah, Evan, let's move to some of the Sunday games, bets that you like. Uh, this Houston-Carolina game we've talked about a lot this week. Seems like a lot of people on the Panthers that we have on the show. Matchup of the number one and number two picks, obviously. Uh, Houston, three and a half on the road against Carolina. Uh, side total or props, what do you like here? Well, I think that C.J. Stroud is going to really pull up on Carolina, and it's not the narrative stuff, although I think that that may have you know a little bit of an impact on that because obviously the Panthers – drafted Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud, but the Panthers' defense is extremely depleted. No Shaq Thompson, no J.C. Horn. Both of their safety, both their starting safeties have been, have been banged up. Uh, Brian Burns is on the trade uh, market right now, and C.J. Stroud has been playing at an extremely high level. The Texans are coming off their bye. They had so many offensive line problems early in the season. We're able to overcome them still. Now the offensive line is going to be healthier. They're getting back Tank Dell. Nico Collins is number six in the NFL in yards per route run. Um, 
I, I think this is actually an awesome spot for C.J. Stroud to have a really big game. I would, I, you know, I, I think he's worth playing in, in daily fantasy, and I think that the Texans. I, I, I'm taking the, the over on their team total, which last I checked was 23 and a half. I want to say, um, and and I, I know that uh, Nick is, is on the total for the for the game overall, but I, I really like the the over on the Texans team total in this one. So, Evan, with the Texans team total, I, I like Bryce Young's matchup a little bit here with the new play caller, so I'm, I'm going to play the full game over. We'll, we'll see how it goes on Sunday. Uh, you better you bet here with Nick and Ken on a tremendous football Thursday, talking week eight in the NFL with our friend Evan Silva from Establish the Run on Twitter at Evan Silva. Evan, we're still like kind of waiting to find out for sure like who the Niners quarterback is going to be, whether it's definitely going to be Darnold, maybe like Purdy clears protocol, like we'll see. But in any event, like right now, the Niners about a three and a half point home favorite against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Bengals coming off their bye. Any thought here with Cincinnati and San Francisco in the Bay Area? Yeah, I'm taking, you know, and I, I usually try to stay away from sides, but if there's one that I really like, then I'm willing to go after it. And I, I kind of really like this one. The Bengals plus three and a half at San Francisco. The Bengals, the healthiest that they've been all year. I mean, T. Higgins is healthy. They're getting back Orlando Brown. We saw Joe Burrow play good football before the bye, and then he had the bye to, uh, you know, to uh, further heal that calf. Um, defensively, they're, they're, they should be fresh. And then, you know, we have the, the uncertainty at quarterback for San Francisco. We have um, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, still playing well, but, you know, not at 100%. And uh, Trent Williams, uh, questionable. And the, the, uh, the rest of the, uh, the 49ers offensive line is not very good. So I think plus three and a half for Cincinnati makes a lot of sense here. Sam Darnold, I think, you know, he, he has like legit NFL starter skills, but any time that anything starts to go negative in his, you know, against him, he has a tendency to go down with it. And I think that that's a possibility to happen here, especially with all the missing parts throughout the rest of uh, San Francisco's personnel. Evan, to to close here, what's a a prop that you like in this Jets-Giants game on Sunday? So the go-to guy for Zach Wilson throughout his career has been Garrett Wilson. But that has been especially pronounced whenever – uh, Zach Wilson is under a ton of pressure. And the, the Giants, under Wink Martindale, they blitz at the third highest rate in the NFL. So I think, and, and you know, no Elijah Verratt Tucker. looks like Joe, uh, Joe Tipman, the Jets' right guard, is going to be out. The Jets have had, you know, Dwayne Brown is not ready to come off IR. The Jets have a lot of issues with protection, and I think that Wink Martindale is going to try to exploit that, and that will actually benefit Garrett Wilson, because that is Zach Wilson's go-to guy whenever he's under pressure. So I actually really like Garrett Wilson overs and also him, uh, Garrett Wilson, as a DFS tournament play this week who no one's really going to look at. Yeah, because because obviously with the Jets and the Giants, obviously with uh, with Zach Wilson throwing the ball sixty and a half, the number right now for Garrett Wilson and our show sponsor BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Evan, uh, we love having you on the show. We sincerely appreciate it. I, I'm definitely betting Khalil Shakir tonight. Love your thoughts on the game coming up tonight. Wishing you the best of luck tonight. Best of luck coming up this weekend. Stay well. Good luck with all of it, and we'll catch up with you real soon here on You Better You Bet. Thanks, guys. Our pal Evan Silva joining us here on the show. All right, all our bets for tonight in the National Football League, Bills and the Bucks.
Talks coming up 20 minutes from now in the final segment on this tremendous football Thursday. We'll get to our NBA bets for tonight in a moment, but we got to finish up uh, P squared, B squared NFL awards. Jake, fade the music up here, please. And Ken, one last market for us to discuss here, NFL awards market, and that is comeback player of the year, where Damar Hamlin, and we'll be like, we'll like be monitoring because we'll know in like 20 minutes whether he's going to play in this game or not. Uh, Tamar Hamlin's going to be active tonight. Uh, has only played in one game thus far this season. Minus 165 still in the market. Tamar Hamlin is to be comeback player of the year. Tua Tungavailoa remains the second choice at plus 250, and then we draw a line. Lamar Jackson, 14. Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, Brees Hall, TJ Watt, all at 20. Baker Mayfield at 25. Chase Young, like a had a good game last week against the Giants is 80 to 1 and Kyler Murray will be back at some point for the Arizona Cardinals maybe this week maybe next 150 to 1 Ken uh as we approach week eight how are you looking to bet comeback player of the year well you know we bet it really really aggressively early in the season to gather up all these players that we liked at prices that we thought were really good and uh and those prices are still like aging really well. I mean, like Cooper Cup was eighty to one, and he's still like one of the the lower price guys to win. And Chase Young's odds dropped in most places after last week. So it's not that things are going poorly. Uh, I just I would like like one of my players to emerge as like a really really not just a good candidate, but like a really strong candidate. And it's probably not going to be Baker Mayfield. Like he's going to lose again tonight in all likelihood, and that doesn't end his candidacy. But it kind of puts it on life support a little bit. Like he's he's less likely to win now for sure. And, uh, and I, even I can admit that. I have a lot of money on him. Uh, I still think it's Cup. I still think he's the most likely winner, honestly, of all players. I think he's the most likely winner. Y- you need more than you got last week, but a game against Dallas, maybe he gets, uh, maybe he can have a big statistical game and kind of get back on the radar here a little bit. He is the most conventional like winner of the award in terms of type of player, like what he's returning from, that people like him. Uh, it all it all still kind of fits together for him a little bit, um, but it, it does kind of raise an interesting. And Chase Young, to your point, had two sacks. It has like five and a half sacks. Like he's on pace to have like a pretty good statistical season. The team has sort of like not made a decision about whether to shop like him and sweat like in, with the trade deadline approaching. Maybe they don't move either player. If they lose to the Eagles by a lot, could Chase Young play on a different team in the second half of the year? That'd be like kind of interesting actually for his game. Get a little more exposure would be good for his candidacy, but it seems like a little bit like a pipe dream long shot right now. So I'm not displeased with any of those guys. I just, I wished by now that it was like a little more clear like which one we could go with to try to win this market. Cause like, I'm going to be honest, you know, we can ask like, well, what happens if none of them are good? Like who wins? Like, which I'm trying to kind of ask right now, like who wins if nobody's good? Like, do they give it to Tua? Maybe like, cause they don't give him MVP and Mahomes wins or Lamar wins. And it's like, okay, here's like a way to kind of acknowledge that like you were going to retire and now you came back. Like, okay, I could buy, I could buy that. I'd never bet it at a low price, but like I could buy that as like a, a safety net or a fallback kind of an option. I really don't think it's Hamlin still, and I, I just, I'm going to, you know, go down with the ship, we say, when you're, like, going to bet on a team when they keep losing. I'm going to keep going with that opinion until I'm given evidence to the contrary, and I don't think I'm going to be, but I can be wrong. Um, it's really just, like, I sound a little more subdued on this this week. I just, I I know I was in, re- like, whether the players win or not, like, I know I was in really good, and I think we're going to, I think, I really think it's going to end up being cup, but, like, still need the players to to do things, need the players to make plays, need the players to be recognized and and see their prices drop. So just looking for that this week, Chase Young's unlikely to have it happen. He plays the Eagles um, again, uh, who he will probably not have a sack against. Although I know Jalen Hurts is injured, maybe he can get him. And uh, and honestly, it's really like, it's cup right now for me. And we can talk about, I'm sure you want to talk about Kyler and some other guys. It's almost like an award market where you look at every candidate and you just go like, 
except really Cup for me. And you just go like, nah. Like, I don't, people, I got a lot of notes about Brees Hall. Just like, for me, and not even for me, like, who cares what I think, historically, you, you, a young player does not win this award. And, like, he was hurt in his rookie season. Like, there's no comp. Like, like comeback player of the year is you reached a really high level of success, like, in your career, got hurt or had something happen, and then came back to achieve that level of success. Brees Hall didn't have any of that stuff. Like, he just got hurt. That's all that happened. And he, like, showed you flashes before he got hurt. Like, he didn't even play a season. So it's just like, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me that like he's that guy. And I don't even think people think of Lamar for this award. Kind of like how I think people don't think of Tua for this award, but I do think people more think of Tua than they think of Lamar. Um, so I just, you look at all the candidates, you just go like, no, 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 no. And that's what makes me think it's going to be Cooper Cup at the end. Goes over a thousand yards, has you know, eight or 10 touchdowns, whatever. Uh, I still think it's him, but uh, let's gather some more information this week and hopefully our positions will age really well. Give me a little bit here on Kyler Murray, who like may be back for the Cardinals this week. And if not this week, we assume it'll be next week. I mean, if it's next week, you're talking about a half season. Um, it's possible. You know, this is the most narrative driven award, to be honest. Uh, so it, it, what, what I mean when I say that is there, there are no statistical thresholds. There's no minimum number of wins. There's no minimum number of games played. There's no things that you can look at criteria beyond just like narrative or like who makes sense and, uh, and say like, well, he's not going to meet that threshold. Uh, there aren't any of those. So I have to at least t like tell you that there's some chance that he wins, comes back and plays really well. And especially if everyone's a zero, Cup never materializes. Uh, I don't think Lamar's ever going to win or Brees also like they're irrelevant to me, honestly. Um, the voters don't think of two of that way. Uh, you know, like Chase Young never gets it done and they don't trade him. Hamlin keeps being inactive. Like, all right, like there's just a vacuum here in that situation. And I was taking guys... I thought there would be a vacuum and I thought one of my players would occupy it. And I'm just like, I'm waiting for that to happen. I would like it to have like one player and I please occupy it. Like I'm, I'm waiting like anytime now. And uh, so that could be Kyler because it could be no one else. And what happens in that situation? So I think it's a little bit of a long shot. It's only half a season. Um, he's also going to play on a team that's going to be really bad and not win a lot. So it's like, cool, he can come back and play well. It's also not likely they're going to win a lot or likely that they want to win a lot. And that won't be how Kyler interprets it. Like he'll want to play, but just they're like behind the eight ball because their talent isn't very good. And they're going to be dogs in a lot of games that they play. So can he win? Sure. But like, is it likely that he wins? No. And, uh, you know, maybe the price should end up dropping to 20 or 30 or something when he comes back. But beyond that, like you got to see kind of like how voters and how media interpret what's happening with him and, uh, and then kind of go from there and see how these other players also play. So he can win. Um, I don't think he should be the favorite or anything, but he is absolutely a name to follow, and we'll probably talk more about him next week. Yeah, I, I almost like I kind of want to ask about Von Miller, but like he's done nothing this year, and like maybe he has a good like game Michael tonight, Thomas, and, like the candidacy it's like could cool, start. cool yeah. like big name, but like no, like no, and nobody even thinks about these players like that. Do you agree with me on Brees Hall, by the way? I mean, yes. But also, if it's, like, a really narrative-driven award and, like, the Jets get to the playoffs and he's the best player on the offense, like, could I see, like, sports writers talking themselves into it? Maybe. But, yeah, like, you do a, a compelling, right. like, case-breaking, like, here's the history of the award. Like, this is usually not how it works. I just, like, right. d does that, like, do writers think about things like that? Or are they going to say, wow, like, like, Zach Wilson was the quarterback and this guy, like, helped their offense get, like, he helped them get into the playoffs. So, like, I, I don't know is the answer to the question. I right. I just, I, I think, I think probably like... Right, but but who knows? We're, we're putting yeah. things in like the hands of like you know. 
Right, sure. That's and that's that's why I had to like at least walk back what I said about Tua, where I just go, okay, like even if there's only a couple people saying this, a couple people can turn into a lot of people, and this just might be the especially if there aren't like a lot of other candidates, like this is the direction they'll choose to go in, and like that's that's okay. Um, it just I, you know I don't know what it is right now, and it's like to me the crux of everything or like the the pivot point for everything will be like if Cup really falls flat, then like I I have to really like put just think about this a lot more about like what's going to happen because like i think i picked really good candidates but like you still need the guys to play well no matter who you bet on and uh and if they if they don't like what is everyone saying about this i really i really don't think it's going to be hamlin and i know people are gonna be like well the fallback will be they'll vote for damar hamlin be like i just if he's just gonna not play i really don't i think tua would be much more likely at the end of the year if no one materializes and it's like an easy vote to make the doctors told him he should retire. And I was like, he came back and he's going to be, you know, a top five MVP candidate. I don't think that's the most likely thing, but I would pick that before I would pick Hamlin in terms of just like probability of happening at the end of the year, even though I don't think either is like the necessarily where we're going to go. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll find out coming up in short order here, like if Tamar Hamlin is active for tonight's game. And if he's not, right. he will have only played in one game. But I don't think they have any the safety Bills. injuries. That's the thing. For all the defensive injuries for the Bills, the defensive linemen, Milano, Tredavious White, like they, they're two starting safeties, Hyde and Poyer. Like I know Hamlin was active because one of them was hurt before. But they also, Taylor Rapp is their third safety who like, like they got, like I, I don't want to say this is going to sound mean, but like got like kind of so that he would play and DeMar Hamlin wouldn't play. And they weren't sure if Hamlin was going to be ready. Like they had to make other plans because they weren't sure what was going to happen with DeMar Hamlin, like coming into this year, just because of his health, honestly. So, and his performance, it's both things. And we have to say that. Uh, so just like, you know, until that position group sustains an injury, it's really unlikely he's going to be, he could be active tonight. Sure. He could be active in any game. It's just really unlikely. Cause like, why? Like, why, why would he be active? Like, that doesn't make a lot of sense if you're the Buffalo Bills. So just like, I don't think this is it. I don't think that's it. I don't know if it's Tua. I'm reluctant to say that. I'm reluctant to even say it could be him. I really don't think it's Hamlin. It's never Lamar. I think Brees Hall is unlikely. So you're just kind of like, all right, anytime now, someone like who, who would like to do this? And I really think there's still that vacuum. All right, you better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a tremendous football Thursday. Great job from the GOAT of award betting. Ken Barkley, all show long. P squared, B squared, NFL awards. Uh, got some uh, got some NBA to do here. We want to do um, best of the best, or do you just want to like, well, yeah. how do you want to do this? All right, we could go game by game, I guess. I, I have like a thoughts on each game. It'd be probably easier to go game by game. Uh, what, what do you like? Want some music, probably, right? Yeah, I mean, can Jake like fast forward to the. Jake, like, can you uh, play the, the best uh, around and just yeah. Jake? How about Jake? Play the Mario music, the NFL music. Go, oh. no curveball. Oh hell yeah, yeah. Jake was ready on that one. All right, just in the interest of time, I love this song, but let's we'll get to the games. Uh, Ken, let's we'll start with Milwaukee and Philadelphia. For people that missed it, uh, this the James Harden situation so ridiculous. So Harden apparently was expecting to play in the game, and then like he showed up, and the Sixers told him basically, "Hey, pack your bags, buddy, and get out of here." Um, I think the prevailing thought, Ken, amongst like the the NBA insiders, so used to saying NFL, the NBA insiders, is that Harden's going to get traded at some point. We just don't know when. So Harden's not going to play tonight for the 76ers. Uh, and now we have Milwaukee with Chris Middleton going to play tonight. 
So Middleton is going to play tonight for Milwaukee. Uh, Damian Lillard obviously going to make his Bucks debut. Milwaukee about a six-point home favorite against Philly. The total is 227.5. Uh, Ken, your bets, please. Side total or props analysis for the Bucks and the Sixers, please. Yeah, this is uh, – and we're noting with Middleton – this, I don't think this plays in, well, it does a little bit. Um, it's very unlikely he's going to be playing more than like 15 or 20 minutes. He basically didn't play in the preseason. He played like one game for almost no time. Uh, and Adrian Griffin said, a new coach, by the way, for the Bucks, for people who haven't been paying attention, said after the game, like ramping him up from 10 to 35 minutes would be a huge mistake. So the implication there is Middleton's not going to play a lot. That's reflected in his points prop. Like this is not inside information. But just if you're thinking about the game conceptually, like, oh, Giannis, Lillard, and Middleton, it's like, actually, it's just two of those guys, really, for tonight. It's, just, it's really not a lot of Middleton. And if he plays, I actually don't think he'll be very effective. So I like the Sixers tonight, partly with that in mind. Like, it is not a full-strength Milwaukee team. Uh, and I think the Sixers can have just as much success without Harden in a one-game situation to start the season uh, with some of the things they're going to do. It's more usage for Tyrese Maxey, which I don't think is a bad thing. It's more usage for Tobias Harris, which I don't think in this offense is going to be a bad thing. Um, so I like the Sixers in the game, plus the points. Uh, I like Joel Embiid over four and a half assists in games where Harden does not play and Embiid ends up being like the primary distributor on offense. They run everything through him totally as opposed to only mostly through him. Uh, probably, I don't know if they're going to send doubles at him. Brooke Lopez actually does a pretty good job, but could end up with like a lot of open shooters. Be curious to see what this Nick Nurse offense looks like. Embiid over four and a half assists. And then Nurse had an interesting quote basically saying he wants Tobias Harris to be a bigger part of the offense, especially with James Harden not playing. Harris's points prop tonight is 15 and a half. Just seems like a little low for me in a game like this where Maxi can be kind of volatile in terms of how many shots he gets. Could see Harris getting a lot of open threes. So I like him over and then a really dumb bet I made as a result of that. Like if Lillard and Giannis cannibalize a little bit and Embiid like struggles and they apply a lot of pressure to him. Tobias Harris to be the leading scorer in tonight's game is 75 to one. Just like, I think it's just more likely than that. And you got the coach saying he's gonna be a bigger part of the offense. That's all I'm saying. It's 75 to one. I don't know, but like kind of like that. So Sixers and beat over assists Tobias over points and then a couple bucks on leading scores 75 to one. If Harris gets hot from downtown, like that could definitely happen for you tonight for uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, I kind of think the Sixers are going to win tonight without Harden. And how many times have we seen this in the past? Like with this team, with the, with this specific team too, the Sixers, whether Embiid misses a game or Harden misses a game, you get a great effort. Now that was with Doc as the coach. Also, like I think we kind of all like kind of collectively think Doc stinks. So whatever. And we like Nick Nurse. Uh, I'll take the Sixers tonight. I'm not going to take them to win the game. I actually will do for a couple bucks, like a six. Sixers, Suns, two-team money line parlay. But just for like the purposes of this conversation and for bets that we'll give out on the show, give me the Sixers plus the points tonight. Philadelphia plus the points. And uh, how about tip of the cap to our guy, Mike Gallagher, who helped me with my hashtag season-long fantasy basketball draft, where I was not expecting to take as early as I did. And this is like a me thing, not like a, a him thing or like a whatever. I just don't pay that close attention to it the way I do like the NFL. DeAnthony Melton. Apparently oh, yeah. someone that a lot of people really like this year. I don't know if he's going to score a ton of points. I don't know if he's going to get a ton of rebounds or dish out a ton of dimes. But when you combine them all together, he going to go over. A little pra in your life. DeAnthony Melton, pra. Points, rebounds, assists. Over 15 and a half. Coming up next, our bets for the Lakers and the Suns, and then the Bucks and the Bills on Thursday Night Football. <laughs> 